So today I'm going to talk to you about this whole idea of, uh, of praying with the spirit of thanksgiving. Our scriptures today, would you just read those out loud uh, with me? Colossians chapter 2. Let's, uh, there's just uh, three different uh, sections here, but they're short. Read them out loud with me. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Ephesians 6, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Romans 8, 26, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. So as we get into the word today, I want to talk to you about the importance of, of how and where you start. Uh, a number of years ago, I was an RA in a Bible college, and, uh, and God was whipping a bunch of us whippersnappers into shape for the ministry, and, uh, and I was part of his whipping post. I was part of, I was the, I was the whipper. They were the snappers. I don't know. Anyway. Um, and so uh, as an RA, I was responsible to make sure that the young men in my dorm, uh, had their rooms clean at least once a month. And uh, so I would have to do room checks, and, and I guess you know there were large stacks of pizza boxes the night before a room check, all sitting outside their doors and stuff. Boy, there was quite, it was quite odiferous on our floor there the night before uh, room check. The other thing that I was responsible for was making sure that all of these young men knew how to tie a tie. Now, this is back in the day, right? And so uh, in our Bible college, your hair could not touch your collar. Um, you could not grow a beard, um, you know, during school year. I know some of y'all are saying, what planet was that on, right? Um, it was uh, called Planet Ancient History. And uh, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't have a scruffy beard. In fact, I checked many a student with my uh, student ID. I would check their beard to see if there was any scraping going on because if, if so, they had to go back and shave before they came to chapel. True story. True story. Yeah. And, uh, and so, but one of the things that had to, you had to learn to tie a tie and a lot of guys, you know, they came in and they're like t-shirt only, you know, you, they didn't know how. And so you had to have a shirt with a collar most of the time. You didn't have to wear a tie to college, uh, to classes, but you did have to have a, a shirt with a collar. And so many times guys would come in and their button up shirt would be like yank. You know what I'm talking about? They'd be like one button off, and so the collar's down here, collar's up here, you know, and they're walking. It looks like they're crooked when they're walking down the hall, something like that. And, and so, I, so I just started with them just real simple. Okay, guys, just real simple. Just start with the top button, and the rest of them will kind of order themselves. Start with the top. Some of y'all, that was the, all, all the word you needed today. We could do the altar call and close out right now. Start with the top button, right? Where you start is going to determine where you end up, you know, and God wants us to have lives that are ordered under his power. He wants our lives to resemble Jesus. And so uh, I'm going to talk to you about this whole issue of thanksgiving, not the turkey that we're going to have this week. Um, by the way, I have some friends that watch that Game Changers video and they've gone vegan I'm sorry for them. They can bring me all their turkey. I feel bad for them. What in the world do you do? I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, um, 
I'm just having a little fun here today, okay? So bear with me. Um, but the, the issue of, uh, for believers is that uh, the word tells us that we need to be people who are overflowing with thanksgiving. We just read that, didn't we, in Colossians chapter 2. That we need to continue, we need to be rooted and built up in in him, and we need to be overflowing with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving uh, releases God's power in your life. Thanksgiving causes you to access the things that are unseen and, and brings them into the world of the things that are seen. If I were to walk you into uh, that room right over there around the corner, it's the electrical room. And on the ground, there's a conduit that comes in from outside and it goes underground over to the power pole that's over here that has a couple of transformers on it. Just incidentally, ancient history, two snakes crawled up that pole before uh, on a Saturday afternoon and shorted out one of the transformers. Can you believe that? And they didn't live to tell the story. So we came in on a Sunday morning and we had like one phase, one, one phase had dropped out and so we had to call the power company and all that kind of stuff. And, and so all the power that makes this building light up and all the rest of the buildings light up comes through that, that uh, electrical room over there. Well, all the power for a Christian flows from, the whole, from, from heaven through the Holy Spirit into your life where you learn to be thankful for all that God has done. You speak that thanksgiving out your mouth and as you do, it lights up the rest of your being. You, you learn to be thankful for what God has done and you will learn the source of God's power in your life. If you just go around groaning all the time, grumbling all the time, oh, bother. Oh, bother. It's this party in the White House. It's that party in the, oh, bother. You know, you're going to find a storm cloud going with you wherever you go. You want to dispel the storm cloud? Learn to be thankful. Learn to let the Holy Spirit, learn to pray with thanksgiving, and you're going to watch God turn things around in your life. There'll be other people around you, and they'll be grumbling, they'll be gossiping, they'll be slandering, and you're just sitting there with a smile on your face. God is so good. God always looks after me. Oh, it never seems to work out like that for me. I always have, the, I, my, my tires always blow out. I always have more month than money. I always have this, I always have, oh, God just looks after me. And they'll say, oh, you're just one of those. You're, 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 you're too stupid to, you know, to, to even know how bad it is. No, I've found out I've got a father that looks after me. And I've learned to cast my cares upon him. What if you could change your circumstances by the Lord changing you today? Jesus said, according to your faith, it shall be done to you. He didn't say according to where you live in the, in the world. He didn't say according to the government that you live under. He didn't say according to your pocketbook. He didn't say according to your job. He said, according to your faith, it will be done to you. Faith always has two parts, believing in your heart, speaking speaking out your mouth. That's the two parts to faith. So we're going to talk today about how to activate our faith in regards to Thanksgiving because it matters where you start. 
It matters where you start. Number one, the spirit of thanksgiving always begins with the resources of heaven, not the needs of earth. Pastor Ken, why are you talking about that? How many of you have a grocery list of prayers? That, you know, you, you, when you start to think about uh, where your family's at, you start to pray for that child because they're maybe not doing what they need to be doing. You start praying about your job situation because it's not going like you want it to go. You start praying about that and this and that and the other thing. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that, but I'm saying there's something you should do first. Because if you don't do it first, you, won't, you will never end up where you're supposed to end up. You need to start with heaven's resources first. You need to recognize that God is your heavenly father and it was the blood of Jesus that made all of that transaction possible, that God has adopted you into his family. And by the way, who in the world would you be talking to if you didn't have a God who was there to meet your needs, to bless you, to to lift your burdens off your life? You've got to start with heaven's resources. You've got to start with what God has already done before you start asking him to do anything more. Are you tracking with me? You know, and so we, we have to begin there. I don't know how long your prayers are. God answers all kinds of prayers, short ones, long ones, no matter what. One time I was going home from uh, Bible college and I was driving down the Pennsylvania Turnpike, got into the Ohio Turnpike, went on up into Michigan, and it was a blizzard. I mean, snow was coming down. I was driving a, a, a little old uh, Toyota Celica. And the snow was blowing so hard uh, that as I was crossing over a bridge, and how many of you ever seen those signs? And the sign says, uh, uh, a bridge ices faster than roadway. Well, I couldn't see that sign because the snow had already covered, completely covered it. But what I did see was about four cars that were wrecked on the very bridge that I was just driving. My front wheels hit it, and I could see maybe about 25 feet in front of me. And there were two cars on the left, two cars on the right. Suddenly, I was in an obstacle course. I thought it was Route 75, but no, it was an obstacle course. And so I, I, all I had time for was one prayer. Let me tell you what began to happen. The car started sliding to the left. I turned the wheel all the way to the left, turned into that slide, right? Then it came all the way back around, turned the wheel all the way the other way. I had nowhere to go except right into one of those cars. And my prayer was very brief. Jesus! You don't have a whole lot of time in a moment like that. You know what I'm saying? And as soon as I spoke the name of Jesus, I watched the car just right itself. Uh, in the middle of that bridge, I wasn't even on the other side of the bridge yet. It righted itself, and, and, and I came through that thing completely free. And then, you know, then I had to pull over and take a praise break and change my underwear. And, uh, and so... So, you know, you, you find yourself in those moments, right, where you just don't know what you're going to do. So, but I'm not talking about those kind of moments. I'm talking about day by day. How, does, how should we direct our prayer? What do we do on a daily basis? I'm not talking about a moment of urgency. I'm talking about you're going to wake up tomorrow morning and, and you're going to set the compass of your heart to north and you're going to say, Lord, the Holy of Holies is where I want to go this morning. And you begin with thanksgiving. Holy Spirit, the, I, I put those scriptures in there for a reason. Holy Spirit, I don't know how I ought to pray today, but I know where to start. And I begin thanking God for heaven's resources because God is a God who calls the things that are not as though they are. God already knows the resources that he wants to provide for you. He already knows what your need's gonna be next week. He's already got that figured out. There, there is a plan already in place. How many of you figured out God's got a plan, right? We talked about that earlier. How many of you would rather do it his way than your way? 
I'll check on you next week and see if you still feel that way. Because sometimes his way, what? every time we get into, involved with God's plan, it requires faith. You don't get credit if you can do it all yourself. You have found how to walk in your way. But God wants to show you how he wants to do it his way. And so in order to do that, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we've got to be people that start with heaven's resources. We recognize that, uh, that everything that God has done and made available to he has already initiated toward us. Number two, the spirit of thanksgiving strengthens by recognizing what God has already done in the earth. Einstein said, there are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is, is as though everything is a miracle. That's a cool thought, isn't it? And I'd say Einstein was pretty smart. But he was one that said, I'm going to live like everything's a miracle. So let's start with some miracles that God has already done. You know the person sitting next to you? This is true about them, but it's also true about you. So think about this. Your body is made up of approximately 100 trillion cells. Thankfully, that's higher than our national debt. They all came from the division of one single cell. Now, here's the truth. 300 million cells die every minute, but it's really just a small fraction of the number we have. We produce 300 billion with a B. 300 billion new cells every day, and your body is constantly repairing and rebuilding. If you ever have a day where you just feel like you're really tired, you've done a lot of work. You produce 300 billion new cells that day. And, you know, you just give me some slack, will you? I have created 300 billion cells today. What did you do? You know? Number two, your brain is an amazing supercomputer. The brain can hold five times as much information as the Encyclopedia Britannica. If you're under 40, you don't know what that is. Ask somebody who's older. Um, nerve impulses travel at 170 miles per hour. The brain is comprised of 80% water. Oh, and it does all of this on the same amount of power as a 10-watt light bulb. So don't ever call anybody a dimwit because we're all dimwits when it comes to how much power our brain takes to operate. But it's amazing how efficient are you? How is it that God gets all of this done with, with just a little bit of electrical power in your brain? Now, um, let me, uh, let me uh, uh, share a couple more with you that I think you'll like. Uh, the human heart creates enough pressure to squirt blood 30 feet. Ooh. Now, did you know that before, even before a child is born, that it has 60,000 miles of veins and capillaries in its body, and that by the time a person is an adult, they have 100,000 miles of veins, arteries, and capillaries in their body? That's miraculous. Think about that. And that in one day, the, the heart will pump six quarts of blood circulating three times every minute. So in one day, your blood travels a total of 12,000 miles. That's quite the workout. Your skin is the ultimate touchscreen. Listen to this. Each square inch of your skin includes four yards. Four yards. How many feet is that? Twelve feet. Each inch contains 12 feet of nerve fibers, 600 pain sensors, 
1,300 nerve cells, 9,000 nerve endings. Are you with me? 36 heat sensors. Some of y'all, that ain't working too good for you. You're cold all the time. 75 pressure sensors, 100 sweat glands, 3 million cells, and 3 yards of blood vessels. One inch of your skin. Oh, Jesus. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. If, if anybody can't see that we are not an accident, but that we are created by a God who, who is masterful in his design, we, we've got to live like everything is a miracle. We've got to live like this is God's world and we get to live in it and he's a miraculous God. And we get to live in it. Look at how fast, how fantastically he has put us together as human beings just so that we could have felt a God who didn't need us. A God who didn't have to. He was God all by himself, complete all by himself, never needed anything else, but wanted some creation that would be like him so that he could have fellowship with us. He's got all that love. He wants to share it with somebody, right? And that's what God has done. And so in our, in our notes, number two, that, you know, recognizing what God has already done in the earth. Don't start with a deficit when you begin to pray. Start with thanksgiving for what God has already done. Heaven's resources already available to you. Look at what God has already done. Well, you're feeling bad. Yeah, but look at your hand. I'm having a terrible day. Look at that miracle that's on the end of your arm. Right? Look at the things. That you, you're looking at me like, like I don't have a clue of what I just said. That, start with what you have. If you start with a deficit mindset, you're never going to see what it is that God wants to do. Look at what he's already done. Look at the miracles that he already has around us. I talk to ministers all the time and say, Pastor Ken, I live from one miracle to the next miracle. That's good. That's a good place to be. Trusting God for every step of the way. Number three, the spirit of thanksgiving grows on who you are in Christ. This is where you make your declarations about yourself by declaring who God says you are in Christ. Can I tell you, if you measure yourself by anyone else's standards, your, your measuring is far short of what it is that God says about you. You find yourself in a difficult spot and you feel tempted. This is where you speak the word of God. No temptation has seized me except what is common to man. And God is faithful. I said God is faithful. God is faithful. He will provide a way out so that you can stand up under that. Well, Pastor Ken, I was tempted. Don't you know I'm a teenager? Don't you know I'm a this? Don't you know I'm a that? No temptation has seized you. Except what is common to man, and God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. But with every temptation, he'll provide a way out. Christ in you is greater than any circumstance around you. Christ in you is the hope of glory, not the hope of shame. Christ in you is the hope of glory. And many times what we have done is we have said, well, that's good for my neighbor, but it doesn't work for me. You've got to personalize that word. You've got to say the greater one is on the inside of me. The greater one is, on, the, the, the greater one is, uh, is, is doing the work through me. God is with me. Amen? Do do, any of y'all do this? Is it just me? 
Okay, Any, do you have declarations about your life? Do you have things that you regularly speak over your life? You need to start. Today would be a good time. Write them down. What are the things that you're struggling with? What are the things that are challenges in your life? Write down what God says about you. He says these things about you. God's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. Can I, can I tell you, uh, you, ever been, uh, you ever go to a, a store and, uh, and they advertise something, but then they don't deliver on that something? You ever feel uh, a little offended by, okay, it happens a lot, I know. So, um, but you, you look at, at something, maybe, maybe it's a restaurant, you, and you order something, and they've said, this is what we have, and then they come out and say, oh, we don't have that, you know. If you ever wanted ice cream at McDonald's, forget about it. There's literally an app now that lists the, the McDonald's uh, ice cream machines that are actually working so that you don't pull in and ask for ice cream. Oh, our, our machine's not working. That's pretty bad, right? Um, so, uh, you know, God has made promises about your life. He says things about you that if he's not willing to bring it to pass, then God is a liar. But he is willing to bring it to pass. And you can count on his word. How do I know that I can count on the word of God? Did you see the sun rise today? Is it light outside? Do you know that the, the sun is in the sky? You didn't think about it. But that sun is the word of the Lord. And God said, as long as creation endures, there's going to be, there's going to be uh, night and day. There's going to be seed time and harvest. God says, this is, so you, when you look at the sun, you're looking at the handiwork of God. You're looking at God's spoken word when he said, light be. And that son was created. God has things about you that he wants to see come to pass. And the, the, the Holy Spirit will bring you into everything that you have need of. But you've got to begin uh, thanking God. God, this is what you say. I don't see it all uh, assembled yet, but this is what you say about me. This is what you, uh, I believe you're going to do about my life. This is what I see happening. And you begin to cooperate with God by faith. Lastly this morning, would you stand with me? Lastly this morning, the Spirit of thanksgiving will rise until you know that you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Until you know. Touch your neighbor and say, do you know this? The Bible says in the book of John, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. But it's only the truth that you know that makes you free. Truth that you don't know doesn't do you any good. Right? Truth that you don't know. Uh, how much of the Bible do you know? Well, I can tell you if I watch your behavior a little while, I can tell you how much of the Bible you actually know by how much of the Bible you actually live. Now, but there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. We're all in process, right? But how do you get in operation with this? The word of God says that 2,000 years ago, you were seated with Christ in heavenly places, that you were blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Before the foundation of the world, this was made available to you. How do you get there? The spirit of thanksgiving. The spirit of thanksgiving. You know, I, I've seen in, in a number of years, I've watched uh, very bad circumstances in, in families. People would go through difficult things. And I see, uh, let me just talk to you about uh, from a 10,000 foot view what I've seen. I've seen families that had worse things happen, hold it together, than 
other families that might have something that just wasn't like, okay, yeah, it was bad, but it wasn't devastating. But their attitude toward it made it devastating because they didn't draw on the resources that were unseen to get them over into victory. God has made things available to you and I, but it's up to us to put it into practice. It's up to us to draw on his resources. It's up to us to put into practice these things. I'm not condemning anybody here today. I want to challenge you. I want you to know that God has things in store for you. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered into the mind of man what God has prepared for you. And for you, and for you, and for you, and for you. But the Spirit of God has made it available to us. The Holy Spirit on the inside of us is the one that brings us into all of these things. God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. So I'm going to say it again. The Spirit of thanksgiving will rise until you know until you know that you're seated in heavenly places. Why? Because it's what the Holy Spirit does. He takes what belongs to Jesus and makes it known to you. You think Jesus had power? I believe he had power. You think Jesus had confidence? I believe he had confidence. You think Jesus had peace? Even when he was going to the cross, he said, no man takes my life from me. I have authority to lay my life down and authority to take it up again. What was going on in that kind of a statement? And yet Jesus, he goes through everything, endures the cross, scorning its shame. Why? Who for the joy set before him. He saw himself seated in heavenly places, and he saw that we would be there with him. So I want you to get a hold of something today, because some of you have been discouraged. And I'm here to tell you discouragement has no place in a thankful Christian. A Christian who's overflowing with thanksgiving. A Christian who recognizes that they've got two hands and they've got a heart that's beating and that's miraculous. And they got breath in their lungs. Oh, your lungs. Your lungs, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Make that, make that breath turn around and praise God. Don't use your breath to complain. Don't use your breath to gossip. Don't use your breath to gripe. Use your breath to praise God. Begin to thank Him. Come on, church. Don't, like nobody's looking around. Just close your eyes right now. Let's begin to thank Him. Lord, I thank You. I thank you that you are more than enough. I thank you that my every battle is won in you. I thank you for the finished work of Christ today. I thank you that I'm a believer and not a doubter. I thank you that I'm an overcomer in Christ Jesus, that sin shall not be my master because I am, I am under grace and not under the law, that the power of sin is broken off in my life. Hallelujah. I'm thankful today. Come on, church. I can't hear you. You should be covering me up with 
thanksgiving right now. I don't want to hear my voice. I want to hear yours. I want to hear you begin to thank God that you are forgiven, that you are an overcomer. Begin to thank God that you're seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Thank you, Lord God, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper, that whatever the enemy has planned for my family, it's not going to happen in Jesus' name. It's not going to happen in Jesus' name. Whatever God has in store for me, that's what I'm taking a hold of today. Oh, come on. Rise up today. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Rise up. Let your thanksgiving rise all the way to the throne room of grace right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. There is no bondage. Thank you, Lord. There's no demon in hell. Thank you, Lord. There's no difficulty in our economy that could ever hinder us. Lord, we are yours, bought with a price. Oh, Jesus, we bless you today. We bless you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for our families, God. Thank you for them. We know they're not perfect, God, but we thank you for them, God. Thank you, Lord, for our spouses. Thank you, Lord God, for our jobs. Thank you, Lord God, that, it, that you have called us, Lord God, to be seated with you in heavenly places so that others might know what it looks like for Jesus to rule and reign in a life. Lord, we're so thankful. Come on, church. Banish griping from your vocabulary. Banish groaning. Banish gossip from your vocabulary. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Those things are beneath you as a Christian. They're beneath you as a believer in Christ. Complaining is beneath you. You're seated with Christ in heavenly places. Being caught up in politics is beneath you. Why would you get down from the seat with Christ and worry about carnal battles in this life? You're seated with him in heavenly places. Don't be under the circumstances, be over them. Hallelujah. Our world is waiting for you to be revealed. The sons of God to be revealed. The creation waits in eager expectation. We're looking for God to do things and he's looking for us to do things. We start by being thankful. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, as we're all standing here, just a moment, just a moment. Someone once said a long time ago, they said, unbelievers need to be taught to receive Jesus, and believers need to be taught to receive the Holy Spirit. So if you're a person that came in today, and you don't know Jesus, and it sounds like I've been talking in a foreign language about spiritual things and earthly things. What in the world is all of that about? The Bible says that spiritual things are spiritually discerned. And the man without the spirit can't make sense of them. It's foolishness to him. But when a person asks Jesus into their heart, the Bible says they get born again. It was the Holy Spirit that made that transaction possible. The flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. And if you've never said yes to Jesus... Holy Spirit's not on the inside of you teaching you the things that I'm talking about today. See, for most of the people in this room, it's not a foreign language. Maybe for you it is. But we don't want to leave you out. The most important decision for you today is to say yes to Jesus. 
decision about what to have for lunch doesn't even qualify. You get to choose eternity right now. Most important decision you'll ever make. If you've never said yes to Jesus, would you just slip up your hand? We're going to take a minute. A prayer is all it takes to introduce Jesus to you. Anybody at all? All right. Here's what I want us to do as believers. Can we today, can we today get our top button right? Can we today say, I am choosing to be a thankful Christian. I am choosing to overflow with thanksgiving for all that God has done, for every miracle that he has made in my world. I am choosing to be a thankful Christian. That's our commitment today. Both my hands are up. Father, I pray today, Holy Spirit, that you would teach me. You would teach me to move with the Holy Spirit in the, in the spirit of thanksgiving. Lord, that I would learn to move uh, with you and allow you to power me up every day by thanksgiving. That I would get that top button right when I roll my feet uh, out of the bed and they hit the floor. That I begin to thank God for all that he has done, for all that he has promised to do, and all that he's made available to me so that by the time I greet the first person, I am already firmly seated with Christ in heavenly places. I've already chosen to forgive. I've already chosen to be thankful. I've already purposed in my heart that the only thing I'm gonna take hold of that day is my destiny in God because I'm thankful. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a hand.